What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Prime Time Sports Fix Show. And I'm your host, Royce Morgan, coming at you again to satisfy your sports fix. Make sure you follow us on all our social media platforms. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash ptsportsfix. Make sure you are following us on Twitter because anything new that we post, whether it be new podcasts, new videos, new um, sports betting picks, new daily fantasy content, all that will be posted on Twitter first. That is our number one platform right now. We post everything first. So go there. Follow us on the twitter.com slash ptsportsfix if you want any updates to anything prize out sportsfix related. So make sure you follow us on that Twitter machine at uh, PT Sports Fix. Make sure you follow us on the gram, Instagram at Primetime Sports Fix. Just type that whole thing in, Primetime Sports Fix. And you can also like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's going to be YouTube.com. And just type in Primetime Sports Fix in the search bar. We will come up right there. Go like and subscribe there. I'm going to be updating that very soon with all the new podcasts. And once we do it, the videos as well will be on there as well and you can also listen to us wherever you get your favorite podcast we are on apple spotify youtube everywhere listen to your favorite podcast google podcast we are there for you and you listen to us anywhere in your car in your headphones in your bluetooth speakers anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast you can listen to us there as well on today's episode, we are getting into so much news. Oh my God, so much stuff happening in world sports. We got NFL draft talking to winners and losers of NFL draft. And we're talking Lamar Jackson finally getting paid. Give the man his money. Get Secure the bag, Lamar. Let's go. We got Lamar Jackson getting paid. And we also got NBA playoffs. We got so much drama in the second round. We got Steph Curry throwing 50 in the game. Steph never done before. We got LeBron James. We got Dylan Brooks. Don't know what the heck he's talking about, what he's going to do. All types of stuff happening in the, in the NBA playoffs right now. We're going to get into all the series real quick right now as well. So sit back, relax, get yourself your favorite beverage, uh, get you some food, anything. Sit back, relax, relax, get into it right after this on the Primetime Sports Fix Show. All right, we are back on the Primetime Sports Fix Show. Getting to the NFL Draft. So, going to get into uh, my winners and losers. I'm going to not go too far in-depth, but I'm definitely going to give a good brief analysis on the picks. And also, we'll get to my Chicago Bears a little bit. I was deciding to do a separate podcast for Bears only. I'm going to do that in the future, uh, future Chicago Bears and Chicago Bulls, like I said, because those are my hometown teams, but I do have other teams that I like. But my hometown teams always hold a special place in my heart. But we're going to obviously get to the Bears, but we're going to get to the, my winners and losers. So I'm going to go winners and then losers. Uh, winners first, then losers second. If I do accidentally call a loser out, uh, forgive me, my notes are kind of jumbled together here. So my first winner is the Houston Texans. Even though they're not getting number one pick, and they gave it to my Bears, which I love, Lovey Smith. Thank you so much. They still get two pillars. They get the quarterback, C.J. Shroud, who was debated with Bryce Young to be one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. Um, and they also get Will Anderson. Um, looking at, like I said, at C.J. Shroud, he's a mobile quarterback. He was thought to be possibly the best passing quarterback in this draft. So that's a big win for them. They have not had a quarterback. So obviously, Deshaun Watson's gone. They traded him away with the uh, stuff going on with him. And then they get Will Anderson, who literally is the top defensive prospect in this draft. I mean, you get that. Like I said, you get the two most important positions in two most important positions in football today are the quarterback 
and the defensive end or the outside linebacker that goes to get the quarterback to put pressure on them. Those are the two most important positions in football right now. You get that for a foundation. Good, good for the Texans. Uh, looking at my next winner, the Philadelphia Eagles, they possibly could have had the best draft all around. Um, I hate to say it, but the Philadelphia Eagles did it again. They obviously re-signed Jalen Hurts. They get Jalen Carter, who the Bears were thinking about getting, but they took offensive linemen. Um, Jalen Carter, of course, has his off-field troubles, but was one of the best defensive linemen in this draft. And then they also get outside linebacker Nolan Smith. Um, I mean, it's crazy. Like I said, Jalen Carr was thought to seriously be the, the second-best defensive prospect in the draft. Probably, if he didn't have the off-field troubles, he would go number two. Um, but he dropped down a nine. Like I said, the Bears traded back one pick to get their O-lineman and get another future first, uh, uh, fourth-round pick for that. But, I mean, the, the, the Eagles lost a couple of defensive line, but now they just replenish, replenish it right now. And they have the offense, so they just had to replenish their defense. What an amazing job by the Eagles getting these two prospects. It's going to be ridiculous. And they also, they're full of Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, they got this Georgia Bulldog thing going. This is ridiculous. I can't believe it. High Roseman is just, is just doing amazing things down there. I don't understand how he does it, but great job by him. The Eagles, definitely my big pick for uh, for uh, winners with their defensive picks there. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks, I cannot believe how good they have been doing. And like I said, they got Pete Carroll as the coach. I mean, they got Geno Smith um, running this. And they get probably one of the best receivers in the draft. They get jo- Jackson Smith. I'm, not, I'm definitely not saying his name right, but he's one of the best receivers in this draft. And you add him to DK Metcalf, who is like the athletic freak, is like a Calvin Johnson clone, not as great as Calvin Johnson, like a Calvin Johnson clone physically, and then you get hit with Tyler Lockett. So now they got three wide receivers to help Geno Smith, and Geno Smith gets a big raise this year. So, I mean, this is just great for their offense. And they also had a good pick in the, in the defensive. Uh, a defensive. They got another cornerback, um, I believe, in the second or third round. So Seattle Seahawks, man, kudos to them. They're doing great stuff there. So great stuff by Seattle there. Also, looking at my other winner, I got the New York Giants. They get a cornerback, and they get an O-lineman and a wide receiver. So they get an O-lineman. They need offensive lineman help. That's been the biggest issue uh, with helping Daniel Jones. They obviously got back to the running game this year and the play action with Brian Dayball calling a great offensive scheme. They get an O-lineman who was a very good offensive lineman. I mean, he was great. Then you get Jalen Hyatt as the uh, wide receiver. Um, I'm, I'm going to, like I said, then you get a cornerback. You get something for a secondary. I mean, this is just great stuff by them. So you get that. Um, that's just amazing. So great stuff by them. Um, also uh, looking at, like I said, my next winner, my Chicago Bears. My Chicago Bears, um, the most important thing for the Bears was to get offensive line and defensive line help. They picked their offensive linemen. They get Darnell Wright, who I believe did not give up a – I think believe gave up one sack in all of his years. I mean, he was an amazing offensive lineman. Everyone said he was, like, amazing. Like, the defensive lineman could not get around him. They said he was great in the senior bowl. All this stuff. Darnell Wright, great pick for the Bears. Love him. Then we also get a defensive tackle. So that was the most important thing. Offensive line, defensive line. We got to take care of take Javert Dexter. Then we also get a cornerback, and we also get another defensive tackle again. Then we get another running back to replace David Montgomery. And we also get another wide receiver for Justin Fields' weapons, which I love. 
And we also get another linebacker towards the end and another cornerback towards the end. So great stuff by my Bears. This is going to really help out the team as well. Love that. Um, great stuff there for the Bears. Also, a slight winner, which like I said, I'm going to get more definite with the Lamar Jackson extension. Um, getting The Ravens getting Zay Flowers, the explosive receiver, to add with Odell Beckham. Great stuff there. We'll get to that more later. So go ahead and get to my losers right now. First loser is the Detroit Lions. I don't know what the hell the Detroit Lions are doing. They continue to do stuff. Now, like I said, they get a running back and a linebacker. Not saying these are bad players, but for the positions they drafted them in was kind of head-scratching. Running back, of course, is one of the least devalued. And I, and I love running backs. I actually hate running backs that are being devalued, and it's not as important. because there's so. But there's so many uh, two running back systems now. You don't really pick a running back unless he's obviously Adrian Peterson. Like, because the running backs, they're not going to last. You pretty much only get about four to five great years out of them nowadays, it seems like. Um, otherwise, you're going to have a two-backfield thing. Uh, the only other way, like I said, you get a long long leash out of them is if they, you got the two running backs, and he's also like a receiving running back, and he actually catches more probably than he runs because you don't want all that beating the running back position takes. But they get a, a running back and a linebacker in their first big picks here. And a linebacker, of course, this is not a defensive end. So, I mean, they, they don't get the most important position. So I don't know what the Lions are doing. They continue to not do stuff well. The Washington Commanders, they take a cornerback. I don't know why they didn't take a quarterback, and they also didn't get any help as far as weapons. Don't know what they're doing. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, again, also Green Bay Packers, uh, traded Aaron Rodgers. They get a defensive end who's pretty good, but I don't know if he's going to be a needle mover. Um, they got Lucas Van Ness, so I don't know if he's going to be a needle mover. So, um, like I said, these are my losers here. These players, are they're not bad players here, but I just don't know if it was the good value to pick them, and I don't know if they're going to make enough impact for their draft position. So, those are my picks, winners and losers. Let me know what you guys think. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to get into the Lamar Jackson new contract, getting paid, and a new look Ravens offense real quick. Right after this break, don't you go anywhere on the Primetime Sports Fix Show. All right, we are back on the Primetime Sports Fish Show. Getting into Lamar Jackson, finally getting the bag. He finally got paid. Show me the money. Lamar Jackson. Amazing job by Lamar Jackson. Um, I did not know for sure if he was going to be able to stay in Baltimore, um, being that he was uh, negotiating his own contract and all this, because they were talking about he might be getting traded, it might be, like, it was about 49 other teams, I did not know for sure, I actually was hoping he stayed in Baltimore, but I had no idea, but the Odell Beckham, I think, was a big signing, um, I believe, in helping him stay, and showing the commitment the Ravens had to, even though it was a one-year deal, so Lamar Jackson finally gets paid, uh, we're going to get to quickly the details, but it's, uh, this is just the basics, but I'm going to get into the, the advanced part of the deal. It's a five-year, $260 million deal. Ridiculous. And makes him the highest-paid player in the NFL, which is always the next quarterback. The, basically, the next time the court, next great quarterback gets paid, the next great or good quarterback. It might not even be, it might not even be great, but Lamar Jackson, I think, is a great quarterback. You have to be, you have to be the highest-paid quarterback. That's the great thing about being a quarterback. So, five-year, $260 million deal. Oh, we look at it, looking at the details, it is actually $112 million fully guaranteed um, at signing. Uh, the deal also includes a no-trade clause and a no-tag clause after 2027 when he becomes a free agent. So, if you look at it, 
hits a three-year deal for $156 million, the lingering guarantee of $29 million for the fourth year. The $29 million would be uh, subject to offset. So he's getting actually the most money be- before the first three years, I believe, ever. Like he has a 20, because look, if you decide both a $72.5 million for the signing bonus. So that is amazing. Uh, he's getting fully guaranteed salary uh, for the first three, for the first four years, basically. Amazing stuff. Lamar Jackson, great job. He basically used the uh, the, the deal for... For the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, uh, the great Asian woman agent that he has, and basically used the same thing, basically, but put it, uh, put it basically on him and made it a little bit more. Um, like I said, he was holding out for that Deshaun Watson guarantee, which every owner, like I said, is mad at them for doing. But Lamar Jackson finally gets paid. I love that. And the Ravens finally have these wide receivers to get him. They finally have some great and explosive wide receivers to help him out. Um, they basically only had Hollywood Brown this past year. Hollywood Brown and the, and the tight end. The tight end, obviously, Mark Andrews is a very good. Mark Andrews is probably a top three or four uh, tight end in the NFL for sure. But they add Odell Beckham. The electrified Odell Beckham gets a full year off of injury. And they add Zay Flowers in the draft. And this could be the most explosive offense in the NFL. And I love Patrick Mahomes. And I think Patrick Mahomes is better than Lamar Jackson. He's a better quarterback. But I believe Lamar Jackson can is more talented than Mahomes by a little bit. Even though Patrick Mahomes has a way better arm, because Lamar Jackson is so fast and so elusive. Patrick Mahomes is not as fast and not as elusive. So, so Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback, and this is not. But I just think Lamar Jackson can be more talented, and you give him wide receivers. Like, Lamar Jackson is Michael Vick. Michael Vick, with uh, I believe he, he had a better speed than Michael Vick, and he could pass the ball, I would say, good. He can't pass it great, but you give him the weapons now, and this could be an amazing offense. And they have a new offensive coordinator who plans on changing the offense. They're not going to be doing as much of the – they're not going to be a run-based team for everything. They're going to be more of an explosive team like the NFL is playing today. So, I mean, you look at Odell Beckham. And Zay Flowers, they are big-time explosive and speedsters. And then you got Mark Andrews in the middle still. And they also still have Rashad Bateman, who they drafted last year. So this forms a very good trio. And with uh, the new coach, with the new offensive scheme, this should be easily a top-five offense. I would say even top-three, top-two offense. I mean, you look at some other teams. I mean, there are a lot of great offenses. I mean, you got the Buffalo Bills, you got the Kansas City Chiefs, you got the Philadelphia Eagles, you got the Bengals. But this should be a top five offense. But I think if everybody's healthy, they should be, I think, in the top three. I know that's a bold claim, but if everything works out with the offensive coordinator and scheme and Lamar Jackson does not get hurt, he stays healthy. Like I said, he had a couple the last two years, had a couple games where he misses because of the way he plays. And I think I think Lamar Jackson is a good enough pocket quarterback. They don't give him enough credit for that. I just think he's a good enough pocket quarterback when you give him the weapons that I think he could be a very, very good um, NFL player, NFL star in this league. So I just can't wait to see this. Lamar Jackson is going to have a great year, I think. I really can't wait to see it. So Lamar Jackson, congrats again, paid, man. I can't wait to watch you guys 
and this explosive Ravens offense this year do doing numbers. Finally give that man his money. I love that. And I want to dedicate something because Lamar Jackson is one of my favorite players in the NFL. He's my favorite quarterback after Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I can't even – I almost have them as a tie as my two favorite quarterbacks in the NFL. In the NFL. Uh, I like Josh Allen, too, and I like some other ones. I like Joe Burrow as well. But they're my top two, and they're definitely, like, in the tie. So I love what the uh, – Ravens getting to signing the contract and being there for the next five years, three years or four years guaranteed. But this is going to be great. And I think he deserves this money too. I know he runs a lot. He gets hurt. But I think Lamar Jackson can be a pocket passing quarterback good enough with, when you give him weapons. Certain quarterbacks, you do have to give them weapons if they don't, if they're not a great throw of the ball. And I think Lamar Jackson can make, if you see him, there's a couple times Lamar Jackson can make some amazing passes in the pocket without running at all. He made some great passes to Mark Andrews last year. It was a Monday Night Football game, I believe, last year. He made some great plays. So Lamar Jackson, props to you, bro. Love it. Love what the Ravens are doing on offense. Can't wait to watch this explosive offense. OBJ is back. And they got, they got some more explosive receivers. I can't wait to watch Ravens offense. After this uh, break, we are going to get into the NBA playoffs, all the NBA playoffs. We're going to get into all the series, looking at everything. Also going to touch back on real quick uh, the game seven by Steph Curry and also uh, look at uh, Dylan Brooks. I don't know what he was thinking. Also look at LeBron James. Um, LeBron James and Steph Curry matchup. Like I said, obviously this series right now is 1-0. Going to get to all the other matches as well, the playoffs. So don't you go anywhere on the Primetime Sports Fix show. All right, we are back on the Primetime Sports Fix Show. Getting into the NBA playoffs right now. So looking at these four uh, semifinals, a second round series, um, we have the Knicks and Heat at 1-1. Uh, we just got Boston and the Philly just got 1-1, uh, just happened. And we have the Denver Nuggets up 2-0 on Phoenix. And we have... Uh, Golden State just tied it up tonight at 1-1. It was 1-0. Before we, before I fully get into the round two, real quick, I did want to take a quick look back. Steph Curry's game seven fifty points against Sacramento was absolutely amazing. He was doing everything. His next best player, Wiggins, like, like that night, Wiggins and Clay Thompson had very bad shooting splits. But Steph Curry carried the ones back. That's why he is an amazing player. He is just amazing. I don't really want to compare him to other players. Like I said, definitely, he's not really a point guard, but I would say, considering he, that's his position, I would say he's super close. I would say he's tied with Magic at one. I don't know if I can even put magic over him but i would like to tie it with them at the same time like i said magic was amazing though so i'm not not saying he's better i, I say it's around the tie but steph curry was absolutely amazing and i don't want to do the comparison between steph and lebron this series i just want to appreciate their greatness as much as i like steph curry as much as i like lebron sometimes i did not like lebron i've grown to like lebron a lot more over the years and gained a huge appreciation for him because you're not going to see this greatness forever for from these guys and I mean, just amazing, amazing player. Steph Curry was absolutely amazing on fifty point game. The only player ever to have fifty points in a game seven. Amazing. And they said Steph Curry was not clutch. Bam! 
let them know. So um, now, uh, like I said, also one real quick thing, Dylan Brooks, uh, supposedly not only back with the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, poking the bear. LeBron James uh, got back at him on Twitter, social media, playing the Jay-Z lyrics in the song, talking about if you see me in the forest, fighting with the bear, help the bear. Oh, my goodness. It was ridiculous. So Dylan Brooks, I actually think it was kind of messed up how Memphis did him, though. I understand, like, he shouldn't have did it, but they talking about there's no way under any circumstances now. Supposedly, uh, Dylan Brooks' agent said it was some type of um, uh, lie by Shams or either on the Memphis. I'm not sure who was on. Was it Shams leaking it or was it a made-up lie or Memphis did it? But I don't know. Kind of messed up, though, how they just put his stuff out there um, just because it looks bad to other teams. But we'll see if he gets another job. We shall see. All right, so getting into this round, two. Uh, we're going to go in the east uh, to west uh, range. So this New York and Miami series is crazy because Jimmy Butler and Miami wins the first game. Jimmy Butler gets hurt, turns his ankle, um, cannot play the next game. Julius Randle misses the first game as well. And this Miami Heat team, just the Heat culture is amazing. Uh, they just play so hard, play so fundamentally sound and play so much defense and they have a good amount of shooters so they really don't have anyone outside Jimmy Butler who can really create his own shot with Tyler Hero out but they have a lot of shooters and they have a lot of smart and fundamental type players Kyle Lowry and Gabe Vincent probably are the only two that can maybe somewhat create their own shot, but it's like very little. Kyle Lowry is a lot older. He's more of a uh, a passer and defensive hustle guy, and he's a spot-up shooter, and he still can run pick-and-roll, though, pretty good. And Gabe Vincent is kind of more of a spot-up shooter, but he can do a little pick-and-roll, hit the uh, the three-pointer, and a hit to the mid-range a little bit, but... It's really just Jimmy Butler. Like I said, Bam Adebayo is a great defensive center and a great passing big man. He can shoot a little bit from the free throw line in, but he's going to be more pick and roll and finish around the rim, get the rebound, finish around the rim. He doesn't really have any moves. Kevin Love, actually, to be honest with you, might be their next best offensive player with no Tyler Hero because he can shoot threes, and he actually can score in a post. Now, at this point in his career, he's probably not going to score in a post, and he hasn't done that in so long, but... It's just amazing this series with the uh, Miami Heat. One well, Jimmy Butler misses the last game and New York comes back. Julius Randle was going, was definitely playing well. Julius Randle just had no hesitation, and they were he was going at the Heat players. Jalen Brunson, of course, does again drops thirty points. Uh, RJ Bears played pretty well in that game too. So this series, one well, I see this easily going seven. Uh, the biggest thing now with Game Three, Jimmy Butler is on track to play, and Julius Randle should be playing. So. Both teams healthy. This still is a seven-game series, I think. At the very least, it might go six, but I see it going seven. As long as there's no other injuries or anything crazy happening, I see it going that way. And as much as Jimmy Butler, though, he could seriously, I don't know if they're going to win, but Miami could win this with Jimmy Butler. If he comes back and he can play and play like himself, Jimmy Butler, play like Jimmy Butler, is the best player in the season. As much as I love Jalen Brunson, Jimmy Butler was guarding Brunson in game one and was slowing him down. So, if Jimmy Butler can play and play the way he plays, I think Miami's going to win this. This is still going six or seven for sure. Um, 
crazy. Like I said, looking at the other Eastern conferences, we got the Boston and Philadelphia. Now, Joel Embiid comes back for game two uh, after getting his MVP. Well deserved. Real quick, uh, Joel Embiid did deserve the MVP this year. Uh, Nicole Jokic is a great player too. He does, he he's always worthy. Uh, Jokic. I just don't know if you want to give it to Jokic a third year straight. Like I said, I had no problem as far as I, I, Jokic deserved MVP this year. But I don't nothing against him. Like I said, Jokic is like a great player, and I'm not trying to do the whole uh, race thing or anything like that. Jokic is a great great player, but I do think Embiid finishing the last couple years as the runner up. I think Embiid, because he played his most healthy season, had so many big dominant performances. I think Embiid needed to win one MVP, I think. And I think, like I said, whether he should have won it last year or before, I think he needed to win one MVP, though. As much as I love Jokic, I think I think he needed to win one. Joel Embiid is an amazing, probably the closest thing to Hakeem Olajuwon in this era. Can score on the post, can score in the mid-range, can shoot the three, can dribble. And is great at defense. It has post moves. It has spins, fakes, all types of stuff. He's the free throw line. Joel Embiid is amazing. Now he came back. He was rusty on offense, but he did actually play great defense. He had five blocks in the first half. The only thing with Joel Embiid in this series right now, because he's a little bit uh, banged up and he's a little slower, Boston had the advantage on the perimeter, passing the ball around and getting so many open threes. Um but I still I Boston Boston is the way is the is the more talented team as far as death goes. And I I think the Philadelphia says the the edge Philadelphia has is the I think that River still is a better coach than Joe Mazzula. And Joel Embiid, depending on how healthy he is is a dominant force. Now, the other question is, can James Harden and Tyrese Maxey have a big scoring game to help out Joel Embiid or be a number one scorer? Because that's kind of what they need. And they actually need to be a number one scorer, either James Harden or Tyrese Maxey in this series to help out Embiid. If, if Embiid can't get all the way back to his full dominance, if he can get close to that, I think Philly does have a chance to win their connectedness and they don't lack for defensive and uh, grimy and like hard-nosed players. They got P.J. Tucker, uh, DeAnthony Melton, Jared Vanderbilt, uh, George Niang, and then Tobias Harris is another big X factor. But they have some gritty, gritty and defensive-minded guys here. Like, in the past, I would say, yeah, Philly's not going to win. But obviously, it comes down to, like I said, James Harden or Tyrese Maxey. And like I said, James Harden, he surprised with that 45 points. Amazing. I hope James Harden can do it again. I've been hoping James Harden can have a good playoff playoff series because he needs to have some good playoff games. And like I said, I've been critical of him. I just think he just needs to evolve his game a little bit more and just not settle for only threes or layups at the rim because he can't get to the rim with the dominance he could at Houston. So he needs to add more of a mid-range game and more floaters to his game because he's not going to be able to get to that rim as much. If he could do that, James Harden can be still amazing offensively, not just with his passing. James Harden could go get back to 25 points again. He could be he could be a better version of a DeMar DeRozan, who I love. If he could get some of his now, I, I'll take that back. I, he doesn't have the post-game or the fadeaways, but if he can still get some mid-range jumpers in there, it'd be amazing. So Philly, this series, this series I think is going six or seven as well. 
I think I'm going to go with the upset, even though it's hard for me to do. But I'm going to go with the upset, I think. And I'm going to go Philly in seven because I think the coaching edge, and I think if Embiid can just play well enough and get this back. But this is a real hard, this is a real hard series to pick. It's super, super hard. Boston, I think, is the better talented deaf team, but with their coaching not as good. And I know he was mad at the media for making adjustments and stuff, but I just don't know how that's going to happen. I just don't know how good Boston's going to be with Joe Mazzula uh, going forward in these close games and everything. And I just love their team, though. I love their team, but we'll see. And I think they need to stop shooting as many threes. I love the threes, but they can't shoot as many threes, I think. I think they do need to vary their offense up a little bit more, but... Like I said, hey, they're winning, so can't say anything about that. Look at the West, Denver and Denver and Phoenix. This series is is not looking good. Chris Paul is out for games three, four, and most likely five. So I see Phoenix. They're definitely gonna win one game here. I mean, I can't see them getting swept. I mean, Denver gave up a game to the Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, and they got Devin Booker and KD compared to just uh, Anthony Edwards and go so. I think this series is going to be a five or six game series. Denver is going to win this series. With Chris Paul out, they do not have the depth on their bench. Now, they finally said they're going to play Terrence Ross and TJ Warren. I don't know why they were playing him. I understand the whole thing about defensive. You need defensive players. But you do need players that can put the ball in the bucket when KD and Booker are not in. And these guys are not afraid to shoot and can put the ball in the bucket. You need to play them. So, uh, campaign's going to man the point guard. More so than but Kevin Durant going to probably take over the point guard abilities. Um, a campaign needs to make some open shots. Um, I, it's, Phoenix should have really tried to sign a John Wall or got some type of way to get Derrick Rose or someone else. And I know John Wall has been injured and stuff, but John Wall, I didn't did not play bad this year with the Clippers. I think he was just injured. He got injured again and missed some games. Um, but he, I think he's a good backup point guard. This play. Now, obviously, I don't think he can be a starter anymore. But I think John Wall could have really helped him as a backup point guard. And knowing Chris Paul's injury history in the playoffs, feel bad for CP3. Always seems to get some kind of injury in the playoffs. Almost he every year in the playoffs he gets injured some kind of way. It seems like I think I can only maybe I think of maybe two to three playoffs where he didn't get injured, and that was probably. The years he played the first round, lost in the first round a couple of times, like with New Orleans and the Clippers and things like that. So, very interested to see what's going to happen here. But I got Denver winning this in five. They, they just have a more explosive offense with Jokic passing and Jamal Murray making all the clutch shots. Jamal Murray, a three-level scorer, which I say, not just threes, not just layups. He can shoot the mid-range jumper, which I believe really, really is important in today because in the playoffs... They're going to take away the threes and the layups. So you have to have something else to go to and in your bag. Jamal Murray has that mid-range game, which I love. You got Michael Porter. Eric Gordon has been surprising me offensively. He's been playing good defensively and great defensively. He's athletic. But offensively, he's been very surprising to me, playing very well. And KCP has been a huge pickup with his defense and spot-up shooting. Catavius Colopop has been a big pickup. He has championship experience, great things with him. Then you got Bruce Brown on the bench, who is... The like just the all around army knife as far as defensively and can pass the ball. He's his offense has gotten a lot better as far as scoring. He's always been a good passer, but hustle defense and everything's been great. 
Uh, Denver, like I said, the bench is not super deep, but they have really good. They have Jeff Green. They have really, really good players in those in those spots where they just need some spot minutes, which I think can help turn a game. Ray Jackson has not been as good a backup point guard than he did. I think they should have kept Bones Highland and just found a way to resolve their issues. But hey, we'll see. And this goes to LA series. Uh, Golden State just won a night, tied a 1-1, won by over 25 points, an amazing game for Golden State. Um, They made some adjustments, uh, that's how it's going to be in this series, I'm sure LA's going to make some adjustments, and it's gonna pro- they're probably going to have a good chance to win the next game, but they guarded AD a little bit different, well they guarded him the same, Jermichael Green was just in his airspace more, they started Jermichael jo- Green, which was a great, Kevon Looney was sick, but he was also great starting him, I thought they were going to try and maybe, I thought they needed to give Jonathan Kaminga some minutes in this series, after what happened, because he's their most b- athletic big, and I think he's very can somewhat he can't guard the deals, but he can make them work. But um, having Jermichael Green and being Jermichael Green the primary defender was great because Jermichael Green can shoot threes, he's rugged, can play defense, and he can rebound. Instead of just starting a Jordan Poole, this was a great move by Steve Kerr. I just love how um, the Golden State Warriors made some adjustments in this game. The way they did it, Steph Curry was bringing the ball to court more. He had a uh, playoff, won his playoff career, tied his playoff career high in 12 assists. Uh, did not shoot the ball much. I think he only shot 11 or 12 shots. Pretty much like a rest game for Steph Curry. He set the, pretty much the entire fourth quarter, except for the first two minutes. Only shot 11 shots. That's amazing. Clay Thompson, the splash brother, goes off and drops. 30 points on him, hits eight threes. Uh, he is like the, I think he has the record for the most eight three eight three-pointer games in the playoffs. Amazing by Clay Thompson. He was great. Um, Golden State gets the dub for the Warriors, dub nation. Love it, like I said, but the Lakers are not going away. Rio Samora had a great game. Anthony Davis did not. Because LeBron James, uh, even though he played good this game, LeBron James is going to need AD to be AD to win this series. And I still think as much as AD has these uh, off and on games, he'll have a great game, then a bad game. It seems like that's been his pattern. I truly don't think AD can do it every single game in the rest of this series. Uh, and I do know AD is a great player. But I, I just don't know if he can do it. So... The question is, how good are the role players going to be for the Lakers? Uh, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, Rudy Hachimura. If one of those three has some more consistent score games, because they're going to need them to have like those big outscore games. And I think they will. The question is, how many can they put together? I'm hoping they can't put that many together, but it's possible. And like I said, LeBron James is just going to be steady. 20 points, 6 boards, 6 assists, 22. He might get some 30-point games in here, but I think he's going to stay around that 20 to 24 points, 6 boards, 8 boards, 6 assists um, every night. So they're going to need AD. He doesn't have to get 30 and 20, um, but AD needs to get like a 25 and 14 game or and then his 4, 5, 3, 4, 5 blocks. They need that from AD in this series because Golden State, it's way more explosive than Memphis, and they are way smarter than Memphis, and they have a bigger, unique offense than most teams. So I just see this is going to be a knockdown series as well. This is going at least six. I got Golden State. As much as I'm scared with the Lakers having LeBron James on the other side of AD, I have Golden State still going six or seven in this series. 
Um, I think Steph Curry can do a little bit more than LeBron at this point, and I just don't trust AD to do it for all the games he needs to. I think AD can have some big games here, but unless they can find a way to smack AD to play great in all these games, and I think Draymond Green, even though he's shorter, I think Draymond Green can guard Anthony Davis good enough as long as he's getting foul trouble to negate him. So I got to go to State winning 6-7. That's your breakdown for the second round of the NBA players in my finals. We're going to be, I'm just going to do on this NBA partial. We're going to take a quick break. Then we're going to wrap it up on this episode of the Primetime Sports Fix Show. All right, I think that's about going to do it on this episode of the Primetime Sports Fix Show. We got into all things NFL draft related. My winners and losers. And talk about my Chicago Bears. And all the other top winners and then the losers as well. Got into Lamar Jackson getting paid. Show me the money. Let's go. Lamar Jackson gets paid in their new look offense. And we also got into all things NBA playoffs. Second round semifinals. All the current um, rounds. All the current uh, series going on. As well as uh, we did touch on real quick Steph Curry's game setup performance. But all the breakdowns for all the series in the second round. Make sure you guys follow us on all social media platforms. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash PTSportsFix. Make sure you are following us on the Twitter at PTSportsFix. All of my betting picks, daily fantasy, all my content will be posted on Twitter first. Also, make sure you check out my Twitter profile, and you can also sign up for a free trial for my sports betting picks and daily fantasy, and that's going to be free until May 15th. And also, did want to make a quick announcement. Going to be starting next week, I'm hoping here, we're going to be having a daily podcast or video um, at least three out, three out of five days with my best picks for daily fantasy or and sports betting. It's going to be in five minutes or less. Uh, my best uh, sports betting daily fantasy picks going to be either in podcast or video form. Not sure how we're going to do that yet, but stay tuned for that. Other uh, news on that on my Twitter. Make sure you follow us on the gram, Instagram at Primetime Sports Fix. And you can also like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are on YouTube. Just type in Primetime Sports Fix on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Going to have all the podcasts up there soon, as well as the videos. Uh, make sure you listen to your, all, all your favorite podcasts. Perfect. We're on Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts. Anyone see your favorite podcast? We are there for you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm your host, Royce Morgan, your boy. We are back. We are here to satisfy your sports fix and satisfy your daily fantasy fix and satisfy your sports betting fix thank you so much for listening guys i truly appreciate and love you i'm out of here royce morgan peace out everybody deuces